Thank you for joining us once again for another episode of Blackbocracy. We're always we're trying to provide you with some insightful information that will enable you to look at your daily life with a different perspective. Um, I'm so glad to be rounding out this particular topic episode that we want to cover and complete called The Matrix, The New America. Um, we've done part one, we've done part two, and now we're going to end this with the trilogy. Okay. So I want to thank you all for joining us today. And we're going to go ahead and get into this, this new matrix, which is titled new America, the matrix, the revolution trilogy. And we're going to start it off like this. When we last, uh, convened. We were discussing the second part of the matrix where Neo uh, became aware of who he was. And in the process in doing so, he was able to fly above his circumstances. He was up into the heavens, as they say. Okay. But he couldn't stay there. Neo had to find his way back to the earth. Right. Heaven and earth. Because there's a connection there. He had to come back to the people of Zion, the people that wanted out of the matrix. But we're going to find out what was the end solution. OK, what was the uh, the result? Uh, because the movie series on the matrix is really a story uh, that's told backwards when you think about American history. Uh, the United States and the history of uh the Middle East, if you will, as well as the Western Hemisphere. The major revolution ends with the proposed Constitution of the United States. Okay, follow me on that for a second. If you look at the third movie, the trilogy, it ends with a, uh, uh, a Constitution to the machines. In other words, it was a uh, declaration that needed to be made. That was in the end. However, in the United States, the United States began based on the Constitution. Because prior to the Constitution, it was just known as North America. You follow me? Okay. So now, let's recap this thing for a second. Okay. So perk up. And put your uh, your uh, intellectual hats on and open your minds up as well as your ears. So we're going to recap this thing. Now, Matrix in the first movie, it begins in present time. Okay? And the story is a cycle of history that has been repeated over and over again by people who do not uh, get it right. And we can kind of see that right now in the United States because a lot of us, when we look uh, on the outside of ourselves, our own selves, we seem to can't get it right here in the United States. I mean, just uh, last week, you had an uh, African-American guy who brutally uh, assaulted a Filipino lady on her way to church. Just out of the clear, clear blue, he just began to... I guess he felt a sensation of rage 
because from my understanding, he was blaming this particular individual based on the, uh, the pandemic and the coronavirus, how it all began, uh, thinking that she was just Asian. But it's important f for us to understand geographically, she wasn't even from Asia. She was a Filipino lady. So he was wrong on all levels. But nevertheless, this is oftentimes what we see and we continue to see of people here in the United States who can't seem to get it right. Okay, so now all communication is based upon symbolism. That's one of the points I want to make right out the gates. And I need for you all to understand and recognize and understand what I just said. Most of what you have when we communicate is all wrapped up in sim symbolisms. Which is one of the reasons why if you've been following this podcast, I did the metaphors of love women. Are you listening? I use the word metaphors. A metaphor is just how we see things is told in a different way. Let me put it like that. It's a parable. Okay. So when we communicate, we communicate oftentimes using symbolism and don't even know it. Now, we understand that there was a war that was about to take place. And we know America is known for going to war. But on a higher level, every war is won by communication. I want to repeat that again. Every war is won by communication. If you are not enjoying the war, which is everyday life in, in, in their so-called democracy, then you are not understanding or getting the code. And you're not receiving the true message. That's been sent in everyday communication by code. And I know that's a lot to take in for many of you that's listening to this podcast. The communications and the codes. Many of us have read in the history about the vacancy laws and the black codes. Okay. And there's another code I'd like to talk about. Uh, maybe I'll mention it just briefly. It's called the merchant code. Or the codes of ethics. Or the codes of law. Okay. Nevertheless these are codes. Wrapped up in communication and symbolisms. Okay. They're out there. There is an invisible war. That's constantly going on. Every day. Every day. Whether it's, if it's a war outside of yourself. Externally. Or if it's a war within yourself. Internally. There is a war that's going on. Every day. Sometimes we are made aware of this war and some other times we're not. But please understand that there is still a war that's going on every day. And there has always been a war going on out there. I think uh, the object or one of the objects of war is to restore honor. It's to restore honor to commercial dealings. Okay. Between foreign entities. So there can be a lasting peace. But there is no honor. And there can be no peace. When there's war. Because war in and of itself is never peaceful. And it's never holy. We're talking about war. We're talking about the machines. We're talking about the people residing in the new matrix called the United States. So now let's 
continue to recap this even further because in the movie the matrix the first one i'm speaking about in the first matrix neo learned that there was a secret that there was a a war that was going on and as i stated a second ago war is to restore commercial dealings i want to repeat that again whenever you see war taking place whether if it's on a lower level or a high level war is used to restore commercial dealings in other words, you loan somebody $100 or $1,000, whatever the value you place on that money, whatever it means to you, and that person tell you they're going to pay you back the following week, but then that following week never comes. You never see your $100, you never see your $1,000, and it keeps going on and on and on. At some point, you may raise war with that individual, especially when you know that, that that individual has it to give or to repay back. So if it happens on a big level, then guess what, listening audience? It happens on a small level. I'm going to say it again. War, most of the time, is used to restore commercial dealings. So again, in the first movie, The Matrix, Neo learned that there was a secret war. And it was going on between the machines and the matrix world the machine world and the matrix world and when i talk about the matrix world i'm specifically talking about the material life or material world okay so this is one of the things that uh neo had discovered along with a number of people who called themselves zion these individuals, they believed that they were separate and apart from the machine world. Now, this matrix is built on a system. And it's a system that uh, warehouse living beings who was in like a coma-like state. And I mentioned this before. You know, they had this movie, that, the series actually, excuse me. Uh, they used to come out every Sunday called The Walking Dead. And in the early, one of the earlier podcasts, you heard me speaking about Lazarus. You know, they say Lazarus came forth, but then he went into the city and dwelled inside of the city. But no one ever told you where Lazarus went or whatever happened to Lazarus. It's to live in this life, you would only live one time. You won't come back to this life. So what happened to Lazarus if he was raised from the dead? See, this is a metaphor. This is a symbol, and it's teaching us how, really, if you truly understand it, how not to be lazy. That's why I was talking about lazy Lazarus. You see, because Lazarus is really a play on the word lazy. You know, yeah. And so we may identify with uh, this particular terminology more so in the uh, African-American community. And I'm here to say right today, I'm going to make it very plain and very clear. If any of you all are out there thinking this way or have this mental uh, repetition of being lazy or lazy Lazarus, Lazarus, I want to make it very clear that that's not in our DNA. Never has it been in our DNA. And we don't subscribe to that. And we should never use these stigmatisms placed upon us by other uh, ethnic groups, that we are lazy Lazarus. We should always have that 
entrepreneur spirit. So now continuing, the Matrix was a system, again, that warehouse living beings in a coma-like state, the mentally dead. And it also harvested the, um, the, uh, the thermal, you could call it the chemical and biological energy, you know, to supply the machines so that they can help run the machine world. So what am I saying when I'm, when I'm talking about this? I'm talking about everything that you do on a J-O-B or just over broke. The machine extracts your energy, your labor, okay? The machine does. Yeah, I know you get, you get paid on the 1st and the 15th. I understand that. But for the most part, these uh, United States, or this government, should I say, uh, since, it's re since it resides in a 10-mile square, uh, is usurping your energy and your labor for the machines. Okay? You see the, you see the comparison now in the movie The Matrix? The Revolution? Okay. So it's your biological energy that keeps the machine world working. Okay? Now the living beings in the matrix, the human beings in the matrix, they were being fed some type of a neurological uh, impulse into their brain. Okay, when they was hooked up inside these vat machines, they had this cord that was running through their brains. In fact, in order to get into the matrix, they had to sit down in a chair and they were hooking them up in the brain. So this is what they was calling neurological impulses. Okay, and they was stimulating this into their brains. They gave uh, uh, these uh, human beings the uh, simulation of a normal life of a living man. So in other words, you perceive yourself to be alive. But you're not alive when you're committing all types of immoral acts. You can sit there and uh, kill your own mother, as in the case of this one individual last week. You can sit there and stomp a an old lady, you can sit there and, and uh, uh, beat up on another human being or kill innocent people. That's not being alive. That's the material man. That's not the spiritual man. Not when you start dehumanizing other individuals. So by these computers uh, generating uh, these memories inside of these human beings, in other words, they're giving them their doctrine. They're indoctrinating them uh, on what this matrix curriculum is. Let me put it like that. Yeah. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Well, you pled, while you're pledging your allegiance to the flag, when you should be pledging your allegiance to God Most High, what do a flag have to do with it? Huh? Okay. So this is what I'm talking about indoctrination. You know, in one of the songs they say, in crown our good and brotherhood. Well, it seemed like they left out African-American people or minorities for a very long time. So this is the, the, uh, the matrix working at its best. These living human beings 
perceived themselves to exist in a life involving family, neighborhoods, nations, and work environments, as well as their personal relationships. So what they was attached to, they thought was so real, so real. When in fact, the only reality is God Almighty. Yes, everything that we look at is an illusion. It's an illusion. The only reality, the only reality is most high God. So don't get caught up in the matrix. Don't get so attached to the matrix that you lose focus or you lose sight of what the real reality is, which is God most high. If you remember that, then you would have truly learned the objective of this life because this life is fleeting. It's absconding, as they say. It passes us by. We hear one minute and we go on the next. At no time did the living beings who was in this mental uh, coma, if you will, at no time did they have a clue that they were not leading a real life, which represented a choice. Not in this particular matrix. The people of Zion, however, believed. The, when I talk about the people of Zion, I'm just talking about the people who are well aware of what's going on. The conscious people. Okay. So they. They believe that they have been disconnected. From government. The matrix. So they hid themselves in this particular city called Zion, which was buried deep on the core of the earth to protect the inhabitants from the attacks of the machine world of the matrix. And these people believed that they were free of the control of the matrix or government, while understanding that they were at war with the machines of the world. Okay, hope that makes sense. They thought they was detached from the government while still making war with the machines. In other words, <clears throat> you hear about these tax protesters. They want to be free from paying taxes. They want to be free from the government. They would even storm the government. They call themselves patriots and so forth and so on. But they make war with the machines. Now there were a few of these people. And in the, in the movie, The Matrix, uh, these people who was uh, a little bit more uh, conscious than even the people in the Zion were the people like Morpheus, Trinity, and then later on, Neo. And Neo, from the he sprung up from the control of The Matrix. I mentioned that earlier when he was able to rise above the matrix, he was flying in the sky. So he so he sprung up from the control of the matrix. And that was in the first movie, by the way. Uh, these people also believe that Neo might be a living being who would have extraordinary powers to bring freedom and peace to the people of Zion, to the conscious people. And to those souls in the matrix still trapped by the matrix or the machines. So now they're looking for a liberator. Sounds familiar? I think we know about the New Testament of Scripture when it talks about Jesus was told to go into the, 
Go ye not into the ways of the Gentiles, but to the Jews. So he was looking for this liberator. Right? So I want you all to be able to see the connection between the Matrix Revolution, this trilogy uh, that we're going to wrap up with today. So now in the movie, or the second movie in The Matrix Reloaded, Neo learns that the fate of the people of Zion is not independent. Even though the persons in the matrix or the machine world that controls the matrix or the government that controls the matrix. No, not to the contrary. Neo learns that the controllers of the matrix government have dealt with previous rebellions. Yes, this matrix have dealt with previous rebellions by people who have separated themselves from the matrix. And who had uh, attempted to defeat the Matrix. So throughout history, we've seen, we've read material. Uh, Rome being uh, overthrown. Carthage overthrown. Russia, you know, people uprising. Egypt, people uprising. Heck, we just had one here a few months back where the people began to uprise. But nevertheless, order had to be restored. We're going to go to a quick uh, commercial break and we'll be right back in a moment. Do you owe back taxes to the IRS or facing being audited? Are you receiving your fair share of payment taxes that's owed to you? We at Tax2Go offer each of our clients quality service that they can depend on. Just give us a call at 972-298-1212 or log on to Tax2Go.com. Tax2Go, where you will experience tax returns prepared for less. Okay, and we're back. So now let's uh, <clears throat> complete this. Because in the Matrix Reloaded, we learned that the, uh, the two important entities, which were the architect and the oracle, uh, they was two main components in trying to... Uh, well, in the, in, in the case of the Oracle, she was trying to get Neo to see who he truly, truly was without actually telling him who he was. That was something that he had to discover on his own. And when he was able to learn of his true mission, he came in contact with the architect, the so-called manufacturer, designer of the Matrix. Yes, the architect and the oracle, they informed Neo that the people of Zion, the people who were uh, detached from the Matrix, that they were a symbiotic society. Symbiotic society. Which was, which was uh, one entity that could not exist without the other at the present time. And you heard me make this comment last week about the weeds and the seeds. You know, the weeds can't grow if you eradicate them and the seeds doesn't exist if you eradicate them. So you got they got to grow together. So this is what he's talking about uh, in this particular reference. Neo discovering these things. So it is a uh, learned position that he has to take on to get to his mission of making peace. And that's what we're talking about more than anything. How do we get to making peace? Because 
the people of Zion, the conscious people, as well as the uh, machines, their futures were indelibly intertwined with each other. Okay? So, just like it is in the movie The Matrix, it's like this in America. We have to learn how to, as uh, in, the, in the words of, uh, the famous words of Rodney King, can't we all get along? Yeah, we, we can, as long as there's some understanding amongst people. When you try to bogart your way to the top of the food chain and disregard uh, the uh, humanness of other people, then there could be no peace. Peace can only happen, it can only reunite when we go back to the basic and the fundamentals of what it is to be human. So now continuing with this Hollywood uh, concept or these parables, we must remember again that Hollywood describes the current reality in this world and the codes in terms of mythical persons, places, events, and things. So now it's not a coincidence that Zion is the name of a mountain in the Old Testament and it represents the children of Israel. So it's not a coincidence uh, with the writers of this story or this trilogy, The Matrix chose to use that language knowing that Zion is a mountain representing the children of Israel. And isn't the children of Israel are so-called, may I say, uh, the mercantile uh, family? Dealing in the world of finance and material gain. Just giving you a different way of seeing it. The children of Israel gathered to become a nation and receive their law from the creator when the children of Israel were led out of the slavery in Egypt. So the matrix is a metaphor for uh, really uh, Egyptian slavery. When you really look at it. Yeah, because isn't the United States... The whole 10-mile square built on the symbolisms of Egypt. The, uh, the obelisk. The capital. All of it has this degrees. These 33rd degrees of information and knowledge residing right there in the District of Columbia. Which is nothing but a trust territory. Okay. So now the people of uh, Zion... In the movie, were a metaphor for ex-slaves led to their freedom by the creator to create and start a republic nation of their own. So when we look at today's time and what's happening, what's going on in our symbiotic society, and we study the finance system or what's going on now, many of you have heard of the these uh, uh, decentralized currencies called Bitcoin and Ethereum and Litecoin and Dogem and Tron. You've heard of these alternative coins. And you see things are starting to change. There's a digital exchange that's going on. Stay woke, good people. Don't fall asleep at the wheel. You know what happens when you fall asleep at the wheel? Yeah. 
this whole thing that's going on with currency is going to represent independence. Independence. For no more money manipulation. And that's another topic or a subject for another day. But in continuing, we want to recognize that a republic is a form of government. And that's what they wanted. A republic that was based upon liberty and freedom and justice for who? All. But in order to do this, this, will, this is going to require knowledge as well as wisdom of the people to be able to self-rule and understand the concepts of honor as well as responsibility. Because to whom much is given, much is required. So if you want to be uh, 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 self-sovereign or self-independent, it's going to take a requirement of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And the concept, or knowing the concept of honor and responsibility and how to remain peaceful. This is in direct opposition to rule by those who want to dictate and use military and industrial complexes to hold uh People who seek these uh, freedoms and these justice and these liberations. It's going to take that because they can care less. This America, the new matrix, these machines, they can care less. They'll use military police force, military uh, government if they have to. You've seen the tanks roll out on the streets. So you're going to have to be able to understand certain concepts. And how to really uh, uh, be in a position to defeat the policies and the police regulations uh, that has become uh, demonstrative in and of itself. And also, is it not a coincidence that the symbols used in the matrix, they are parable or almost splitting images. Uh, in the reality told backwards in the meaning of time I mean the people of Zion who are supposed to be alive and free are actually buried in the ground in the city of Zion as if they was dead corpses that sounds like the people here in America so they're telling you this in the movie <laughs> the major revolution if you just are willing to open up your mind to be able to see it. Yeah. The people in the movie was living underground as if they was buried. Hiding out of sight. They weren't even on the surface. Even though they was conscious of the thing that was going on. What did they do about it? This is according to the, uh, the movie. So the dead people living in the matrix. In a condition of a mental uh, like coma or warehouse on the surface of the planet as though they were alive and they was mobile. And that wasn't that really wasn't the case. Okay? So in today's world the people of the matrix or the 99.9% of the people who live with their heads in the sand and have no clue of really what's going on. That's the reason why they're not a part of the 5% group. As I stated uh on another episode 
in past. They are programmed by, <laughs> they're like a bobby, a, a bobblehead. They just constantly just do whatever that they're told to do. They're a bobblehead without ever uh, putting up a fight for what has been bestowed upon them by God Almighty, the Creator. Okay? Just willing to accept any and everything. And as I always like to say, if God gave it, a coward can't save it. So again, we learned that in the Matrix Reloaded, that the Matrix is not out to completely destroy the people of Zion. And in fact, the Matrix government is actually charged with restarting the people of Zion every time Zion is destroyed, according to the movie. And you should think of this program as a social urban uh, renewal program, if you will. Where uh, one old socially architect people of Zion must be upgraded to a new, more commercially competitive people of Zion. Because after all, the Matrix sees the people of Zion as a manufactured enemy to the Matrix. And they are used to instill commercial competition. Because that's what commerce does. It creates competition inside of the matrix to maximize the commercial benefits to the matrix or to government. So every now and then the matrix exterminates the old society of independence. And who am I talking about when I talk about the society of independence? Free thinkers. Those who, who think outside of the box. You know. This is kind of sort of like when they talk about having population check. Yeah, these people who begin to think outside the box, they have to take roll call and call some type of extermination. Not always by death, but just destroying their lives. Yeah, taking everything that you worked so hard for on an impulse or a maybe, or because somebody brought your name up. Nah, they got to kill the idea. There's several different ways they can destroy you. That's just one of them. So every now and then, again, the Matrix exterminates uh, this uh, uh, society of uh, independent thinking. Just to restart it all over again. And why do they do this? Well, they... Sometimes do it to create, uh, how can I say, uh, better competition within the matrix. As crazy as that may sound, they create, create better competition inside of the matrix. What am I specifically speaking about? New ideals. You know, you've heard of the saying, out with the old and in with the new. Yeah. Lay on the ground and close your eyes and look up at the sky. You'll see a cloud. But if you reopen your eyes, the cloud would have moved. See, now that's antiquated. That's old knowledge, old information. It's moved on. So we're talking about new ideas to be innovated. They're trying to come up with a way to where you can basically fly a plane uh, uh, by car. 
Yeah. And we was discussing this one day about what would it be like if you were sitting in traffic and you just hit a button and your car all of a sudden rolls up. I say, man, you know how many explosions? You have to have air traffic controllers. The cars will have to be computer generated just so you can navigate through the skies now. But it won't be like having a wreck while driving on roads where your chances, your, your survival uh, rate is much higher than when it, if you explode in the sky. But you say perish the thought. Okay, that's what you say. But what do the matrix say? What do governments say? And what is the benefit? Because see, if there's a benefit, if they can always see the benefit of how they can gain that perpetual interest, they're going to definitely take a look at it. You can believe that. So again, the matrix is nothing but a symbiotic society. The matrix cannot survive without an alter ego in the people of the Zion. And likewise, the people of Zion have never had the ability to destroy the matrix. So those individuals who are out there who's propagating these, these uh, brochures or indoctrinating, you, 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 just, you, just, you don't have the military might. You just don't. <laughs> and those people that stormed the Capitol several months ago who were being located by the FBI, I think they uh, are very disappointed right now. See, this thing is about who got the biggest gun on the block. And that's just the truth of the matter. Who has the biggest gun on the block? Now, the scripture states the same thing that the people of Zion and the Matrix are joined together in a short term, common future. And the scripture also says that for a time that the wheat and the seed must grow together. I'm only just recapping what I said earlier. We, they have to grow together. Cannot be no separation. So we're dependent on the, the matrix and the matrix is dependent on us. I'm talking about how do we get to peace. Again, they restarted in the, according to the movie, they restarted the system six times. Now it is a fact. It is a fact that there were no good entities existing as programs inside the matrix. And there were evil entities existing as programs inside the matrix. So basically what you have is good people and you have bad people. You have good souls and you have bad souls amongst the people uh, in this symbiotic society. Those are the facts. And it is a condition of being good that outweighs the bad. And this good did not necessarily provide any remedy to mankind if war was being fought all the time. There, were, there can be no remedy if we're fighting a continuous war. A war with our government and a war with ourselves. One's remedy is always, remember this good people, one's remedy is always in the peace that ensues after the war. I'm going to say that one more time. One's remedy is always 
in the peace that ensues after war. Have you ever been in a situation and had to make up with a friend? You find a little bit of liberation in that, in the soul. And you all smile about it and talk about it and why do we have to go to war and everything. But in times of peace, peace nations, you get more done when you're at peace than you do when you are an adversary and at war. Get into this peace and making the, um, the condition of peace productive by one's actions, that is the main issue. So again, how do we get to peace? How do we go to peace as opposed to going to war? Now, in the movie, in this last and final trilogy, The Matrix, it talks about the four types of living souls. Four types. Follow me good on this because it talks about what I would say the people that one of the people that was or the concepts of these individuals in the movie was those who put their head in the sand. Not knowing what is going on, they, they choose to look the other way. Or pretend as though they don't know what's going on. That was one. Or that's one type of living soul. Inside of the matrix. Then number two. You had the people. Who are awoke. And then. They discovered that this world is not operating correctly. The way it should be. Okay. To bring life to the people. And to bring it to themselves. That's number two. And then you have the third people, the one who just sit on the sideline of life and do absolutely nothing. But they talk about what's going on, but they do absolutely nothing. They're not in the game. They're not in the game. And lastly, you have four, those who actually starts the war. And they sit back and collect all of the dollars after the war. See, these are the living souls. Yes, we need to find these people and expose them for who they are, for what it is. That's if we're trying to get to peace. Because peace, I mean real peace, true peace, first starts with knowing and believing and trusting the Most High God. Then we have to realize that one's happiness and well-being is not derived from changing the, the whole world. To, for the whole world to see how you're looking at it. You know the way you're thinking about the entire world. You have to come to grips with that. That no person's reality should depend on one's happiness. Or should derive from changing the whole world to one's way of thinking. Basically it's what I'm saying. Happiness is derived by changing your way of thinking so that it creates a better world for you to live in. This is the only realistic way of seeing it. So don't derive your happiness and the well-being uh, or your well-being. Don't, 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 don't put yourself in that position where you feel like uh, I can only be happy. If I were to try to change the whole world. No, just change the whole world or get to your happiness and changing it from the from your way of thinking.
See, change your way of thinking so that it creates a better world for you to live in. Don't worry about everybody else. Worry about yourself. That is the reality. You can change yourself. You can't change the world, but you can change yourself. You cannot change anyone else who does not see the light. And you cannot change anyone who don't want to change themselves. Just change who you are. It is not rational to structure your society on habitual warfare or what someone else thinks. Because that can become psychological warfare. And then all of a sudden it will become exactly what a democracy should be. If we were to do these things. But nevertheless, you know, here at Blackvocracy, I talk, my favorite slogan is, why have a democracy when you can have a blackvocracy? And I'm not talking about, again, I'm not talking about the color of your skin. It has nothing to do with, with, with your hue. I'm talking about your mindset. Creating thought from a dark place that takes place within your mind. That's blackvocracy. We have to become better thinkers, better creators, better intellectual uh, um, students so that we can continue to advance the African-American culture. And that starts within the blackness of your minds, as everything does. But you should never make that or exalt that to be the main uh, story of who you are as a human being. And if that's what you're thinking blackvocracy is about, you're sadly mistaken. Go back and read our uh, uh, introduction of the company. Our uh, statement regarding blackvocracy. This is not an accommodations movement. It's not a repatriation movement. We're talking about let's get back to the original pattern that we was created in. So that we can start to advance and unify and get into the competition of life and run for all that is good in life. Not bad, but good. That's what we want to do. And this is why I'm doing this topic on the Matrix, the, tri the trilogy, the Matrix of Revolution. So that we'll understand that commercial debt, when we are faced with commercial debt, we don't necessarily have to go to war. And I use the word necessarily because there is ways out of it. Read the book by Sun Tzu, The Art of War. War should be your last result. The very last result. Okay? So now Neo is seeking knowledge and wisdom inside of this matrix on this trilogy as to cause and effect. I talked about that once before about the cause and the effect. You know, what happens uh, oftentimes will yield some type of effect. Okay? So he's in the matrix and he's trying to figure all this stuff out. And he see that <clears throat> Mr. Smith, who's in, also inside of this matrix, he is a Satan. Okay? Just a play on the word Satan. And he's defined as an adversary. A one who opposes good. Because he was opposing Neo. Okay. Anytime you don't want to see a, a person doesn't want to see you, excuse me, advance in society. 
they're always opposing you, then you just got to ask yourself, which channel are they working from? Or which channel are they on? And who's influencing them? Now keep in mind, in the case of Matrix Revolution, Neo and Agent Smith are alter egos. Neo and Agent Smith are the same coin on two different sides. Agent Smith is the bad Adam. Neo is the good Adam. I believe in the language of Paul in the New Testament, Neo is the spiritual man. And Agent Smith is the fleshly man. And the scripture says that to live, the spiritual man must kill the flesh first. If you do not give up your material life, if that's all you think about, just material, then you cannot save your life. Because this life is fleeting, as I stated earlier, it goes away. The material gets strips away. So the most important life is the spiritual life. The, that, that's the, uh, the uh, um, abstract life. Okay? So now Neo have become joined in their DNA and become alter egos of the same entity. And the Oracle, in one of her discussions, if you recall, with Neo in the Matrix Revolution, alluded to this. She tells Neo that both personas cannot continue to exist. And we have that amongst people. They say you can't serve two masters. They don't say you can't go out and have fun. You can't do other things. It says you can't serve two masters. So in other words, you have to yield to one of them. If, 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 if dissipation and, and deceitfulness and you know, all of the other uh, uh, things that keeps you away from becoming God conscience, then you're going to have to yield to one of them. Can't serve two masters. So in other words, you can't let the thing that takes you away from the Most High God absorb you, control you, become your master. Yeah, you can't continue to do more of that as opposed to doing more of this. You can't continue to maintain in the material world continuously. There's nothing wrong with getting material. In fact, in the scriptures of the Holy Quran, it tells you to get your fair share of this material life. Put yourself in the race of competition and get your fair share of this life. Yeah, but we just don't allow the material life to dominate the spiritual life. That's my point. So again, Neo is the spiritual man. And he's not residing with uh, the flesh while he takes on his adversary, Agent Smith, who is the uh, material man. So knowledge is has to be achieved when you're dealing with an adversary. And in order to uh, achieve his goal, Neo had to come to some uh, drastic meanings so that the people of Zion could live in peace as well as the machines of government 
could live in peace and they all can live in peace together. That's the real true meaning behind the matrix revolution when it's really a solution, not a revolution, but a solution on how to get to peace because your enemy is really not your enemy. Your enemy is the other side of you, your alter ego, your man of flesh who consumes and does not serve you. See, you got to get control of it. You must gain mastery over it. Okay? So in, in my conclusion of this trilogy, Neo came to understand that he had to do what he had to do to stop the war. He went to the machine world and was asked, what was it that he wanted? And you know what Neo replied? He said, peace. Neo then made an agreement with the machine world that if the machine world or government world would plug him back into the matrix, Neo would go fight Agent Smith. And that's what he did. When he and Agent Smith were both at their lowest point, the government world could unplug their programs and destroy them both. This would destroy both the threat and the takeover by Agent Smith. But in the agreement Neo made with the machine where he said, if you agree, you must let anybody free who wants to leave the matrix. And we see sometime an exodus where you see people going to live in other countries. Or you could exit it with your mind. You don't necessarily have to leave. You don't have to physically leave. You can exit with your mind the way you think. You can exit the matrix just as I mentioned earlier, just by changing the way you think. This is how you really get to happiness, true happiness, changing the way you think. And then Neo went on to say, if you agree to this, he said the machine world would be perfect. And the humans and the symbiotic, symbiotic society would be perfect. And so the machine world agreed. And so Neo went to establish peace by his agreement. So you can't break your, your promise, brother. You can't break your promise, sister. Because if you break your promise, you breach the contract and now you bring about war. So keep your agreement. Matters are judged on our intentions. So what did you intend to do? Did you intend to, to uh, uh, manipulate this individual? Or did you intend to keep your word? What did you intend to do? Keep the peace. And you keep the peace. And when the peace is established, there can be no war. There can only be value and honor. And discharges. And at the end of the day, it's still all just business. This will conclude another episode of Blackvocracy. I want to thank you for your patience, your time, your listening ears. Oh, yes. And as a reminder, I want to remind you all of the first annual Blackvocracy podcast social mixture, Saturday, April the 10th at Zuri Lounge. Okay. The address is 117 South Watson Road. But you may want to take the Abram exit because uh, they're doing construction and they may have the Watson sign down, but it's 117 South Watson Road. 
Uh, we're going to have great vibes. I have a band, live band outside by the pool area, as well as a DJ on the inside. We'll have free giveaways. And uh, Metaphors of Love, I want to mention this too, ladies. Uh, the concept, Metaphors of Love, women, are you listening? Is going to allow all women free until 8 p.m. Okay, so that's courtesy of Metaphors of Love, women, are you listening? And I will be picking that back up. Since this is the last trilogy, uh, sometime about in May. So I know some of y'all had DM me regarding that concept, and I and I thank you all. I really, really do because you all have been positive, and I know you all want to have your views and come on and talk. And I have that plan too. So I'm gonna have a select few uh, people come on the podcast and give the uh, the woman's perspective. We'll have a great dialogue sometime in the future regarding that as well. So again, I thank you all for your patience, your time, and your listening ears to Black Blackocracy episode number 21. Last week was number 20, and we've been very, very blessed, and I thank the Most High God, and we're going to keep it going and bringing you great information uh, that I hope that you'll be able to use in the future. So stay conscious. Be aware, be safe, and as always, keep God first. Thank you.